If you've listened to Birdie's Bourbon and Basketball, you know our title sponsor is Travis Brett and the whole team at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. They're right there at 304 JFK Avenue in Lagodi. You can give them a call, 295-3129. They will handle all of your insurance financial needs. You can look them up on their Facebook page or their website, all kinds of information. That's one agent for all of your insurance needs. And you know what they've got? Auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm. Let's talk about their health plans. They've got individual and family plans, Medicare supplement plans, dental and vision are covered through those guys. And it's always backed with Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Extremely experienced, expertise, and passion. That's right. One agent for all your insurance needs. Give Travis Brett and his team a call, 295-3129, or stop by and say hi there on JFK Avenue. They'd love to see you. Travis Brett and Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. And you're listening to another episode of the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. We appreciate you listening. You know, with uh, with the different combinations we can have in hosts, I'd say this is probably maybe, what, the fourth best that we could do? <laughs> no, I, I, I completely disagree. If we could add WAG, it would be, it could probably be better. But let's let's face facts. You know, Schultz and Burkhart bring nothing to the table. Well, Blake did bring a homemade haircut last time. <laughs> We, I mean, you're right. The Goldberg thing from the Davies County Fair. I mean, is that is that is <laughs> he is a Goldberg fan? Oh my God! Speaking of a uh, quick wrestling shout out and a podcast shout out, listen to the latest 83 weeks with uh, with uh, with Scotty Scott Hall. Hall's on yep. there. Third I'm, man, that's I'm pretty about, good. I'm about halfway through. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Todd, I'm sure you listened to that I, wrestling podcast. I, I did once and just once. That's no, why. That's why. That's why Brino's got the NWO shirt on. That's and right. That's first thing I in thought. the spirit. Well, today's episode, as we've been teasing, teasing, teasing online uh, about sports parents, I thought this was appropriate. Parents all the same, no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you, other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. That was perfect, my man. <laughs> I've seen a lot of, you know, like six-year-old T-ball. I've never seen a six-year-old ruin T-ball, but I've seen lots of parents do it. That's what we're going to discuss tonight. All right, let me let me let me put the disclaimer up here to start with. I have been a real dipshit parent. <laughs> I, I mean, with athletics, I'm, I'm like okay on the, you know, about half of the other stuff, but I've been there. Don't tell me, well, I've seen you do this. Because I did it. Yes, I did. I admit it right here and now. And I've done I won't some, do it again. I've done, I'll tell a pretty good coaching story that I wasn't all involved in that involves an out-of-control referee. But I've had my moments where I've I, 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 I've had one in particular as a parent that I'm not uh, proud of. And it was with your wife. No, it was, it was not with my wife. Uh, yeah, it's... Amber's done a really nice job compensating the other direction when it comes to our kids to the point where, um, you know, her volleyball team last year, they created bully marks for her, you know, leave the young child alone. So we've, we've went the other direction on that. Okay. But in full disclosure, Todd, when I was the golf coach at North Davies and at Bar Reeve, what was my nickname for you? Earl Woods. Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't because my kid played like Tiger. You know, I mean, it was... <sighs> That is one of the hardest things in the world is to be the parent of a youth athlete because – do you want this to be a two-minute podcast? Because I can clean the whole thing up right here. Let's you, you ready for it? Do that, and then we'll make our decision. Okay. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, when there is an issue with a parent and a kid and everything that goes with it from, from pushing them into a certain sport or pushing them into certain equipment or pushing them – or, or bitching and whining about coaches and everything else, it comes because they are trying to fix something that happened to them 30 years before. That'll do it, folks, for this episode of the Birdies. Bur <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, to me, that is people are trying desperately to, I don't want to say relive, but, but, but live, live again 
you know, on on the little league field, on the golf course, in the you know, in the stands in the fall. You know, the, it's really not the boys of fall; it's the fathers of fall. Well, I'm not an asshole golf parent. I, I matter of fact, I, I've seen a lot, but I will tell you, I, I wish I would have, I could have done. I wish I could do now what Sam does sure. on the golf course. I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm living through it, I hopefully, in a better way than what you're talking about with a lot of people, but there's no question. There's a lot of people that... I mean, I think that's... Yeah. And the other thing is, most of these are good people. These are decent human beings. If you meet them on the street and don't look at their Facebooks, um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're yeah. just... They're just normal people, but there is a thing with your kid. It's the mother cub. It's the, you it's know, the, uh, the, the blinder effect. Um, you know, one of the things that our mutual friend, Charles Albert Cavanaugh talks about is, you know, every, everybody, and he's always equates it to basketball. Everybody wants their kid to start. They want, they want the four best players and their son to start. And I think that, tra <laughs> yeah, that, that, that transcends yeah. to every sport. I, and, right. and there's no, there's nobody more guilty of that than me. The only thing I will say this, sometimes parents are right. <laughs> sometimes there are just some really bad coaches out there. They generally don't go to state finals. They generally don't win sectionals. They generally don't do those things. But there are some coaches who, uh, wow, you know. And I'm like I said, we are friendly with upper echelon coaches, really good coaches, yeah. tremendous people. And, and, you know, I could go through a list right here and now of 10 in our area who are superb right mm -hmm. uh and then there have been a few that just truly were well and, and and that's another thing is we've all met coaches who who do not care about taking off a parent and, and, and sometimes that's and, okay too and you know but but a lot of people you know my going back to my wife for example she doesn't like doing that she likes people to you know see it her way get along she doesn't set out to do it and, you know, you know, I can – the bar even go. Coach Thompson's the same way. It's just, it, you know, it's, it's – uh, Your life's a lot easier when you're not not just trying to figure out how to win games but also fighting battles on the other side. Yeah. The I extracurriculars. Mean, I had a – I was coaching – I was young, uh, not too long out of high school, and I was coaching a Babe Ruth League baseball team that my brother was on. And our first baseman, who could – and I use that term extremely loosely too – um, actually, he's old enough now. He's on the Red Hill School Board. But anyway, his parents kept saying, I don't understand. Now, he was playing, but they were upset that he was hitting eighth, whatever. And they were on me. And then I kept hearing it and hearing it. And I was like, you know, I'd try and, I was young. And, you know, I didn't know how to handle it anyway. And trying to. So finally, they came up to me at practice one day after practice and waited on me. And, and dad had this big grandstanding show. And I had had enough. I said, he's playing, he's batting eighth, it's okay. Do you want me to show you why? Yes. I said, how many times in a row do you think he struck out? Oh, I don't know. I know he strikes out once in a while. So I went and got the scorebooks and showed him that he had, he had at that moment, had struck out 11 straight times. <laughs> and we counted it. So I think you should be an aggressive hitter then. I think yeah. you should be fired for hitting him eighth. Right, there, there you go. <laughs> but they had... They, that was not that stat was not on their radar anywhere that he had done that struck out that many times, especially in a row. Just just sort of as a side note, just to keep the keep the fans interesting. My son brought something up to me today, and and he was playing in the Washington Pal Pal League. What was Pal? What was that about nine ten year old? Yeah, they're pitching. You know, it it looks a little bit like baseball, and in the championship game. A kid, apparently it had enough of some other kid. He picks up his Louisville Slugger or his Easton or whatever it was they had, and he just jacks the other kid, you know, right in the ribs, takes him down. I mean, there's broken ribs, there's screaming, there's uh, crying. And that kid's parents, who had done the bat swinging, okay, they were getting ready to go after the other kid's parent and the coach, oh. you know, because apparently he had brought this on himself. Uh, nope, nope. Assault with a deadly weapon you do not normally bring upon yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and God help us, they won. They won uh, the, the damn championship. Well, here's what I want to ask, and I know, Brian, I know you're the quarterback of this thing, but I, what I want to know from you two, and I've got a great one, is is what is the craziest 
sports moment you have seen most recently? Most and, I, recently. I, and I've got one, and and in my 19 years of coaching, I've never had to do this, but I'll I'll, I'll let you guys lead off, or I can tell my story first. Tell your story, because uh, two years ago, that two years ago this summer, I think I think one of the good things that that Josh has done since he's been at Bar Reeve is is really putting kids in a position to be showcased. And we played in the Indiana All-Star uh, Summer Classic at, at Ben Davis High School. And when the rest of the sports writers around the state, you know, want to just glorify everything that has happened in Blackford and Luke Brown, it has done my heart <laughs> a complete world of good that the Vikings have put in, put two complete smackdowns Beatdowns. on those people. And I'm, Lawrence, gonna, and, 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 and I'm going to tell you why. That day, we played a varsity uh, session. We had a JV session. Then we had a junior high session. So my eighth graders that year, you guys know from coaching and being around, you know, eighth grade games, you, you kind of get your rotation. And that year, we had about eight kids that were kind of in and out. And we played the Blackford eighth grade. And the whole deal was we were just going to play a back-to-back and we won the first game by 10 or 12 or something like that. And the second game, you know, we had five other kids on the team. And what I was going to do is keep kind of keep two starters in two ball handlers and these other five kids that come to practice all the time, they're going to get a play and they're going to get to make right. shots and you know, Hey, let's whatever the score is, it is. And, and let, let's play and let's have fun. So they had a kid who had a father and I've heard that this kid um, and his family basically uh, pulled up their roots and quit the team midseason last year. Oh, fun. Uh, we had a kid going to the basket, and he got fouled and went and made free throws. Next play down, this kid gets fouled, and, I mean, he goes nuts. Asking is he a Viking for, or? No, he, he is a Blackford Bruin. Asking for an intentional foul and this and that and, and going crazy. And, like, you know, you – I, I like to call it a license to react. Kids get hit, it hurts, it sucks for five seconds, then it's over. But it kept going and going, and here comes Dad. Oh boy. And I'm going, Dad's here to settle him down. Wrong. Nope. Dad is not there to settle him down. Dad is there. He's ready to fight. He's ready, He's yeah. ready to fight Bar Reef parents. He's ready to fight me. So finally, I'm just standing there, and I'm, I, and I'm staring at him, and, he's, and he hits me with the, uh, you know, don't effing stare at me. Or I'll cut your throat, not kill you. He was going to, like, you know, go like O.J. Simpson. Yeah. On, yeah, he was going. Oh, allegedly O.J. Allegedly Simpson. Allegedly O.J. Simpson. And I'm just sitting there going, what is happening here? And finally, they stopped the game. And, and they will not start playing again. And this guy's going nuts. Finally, the, the, you know, the official kicks him out. He ain't leaving. And we're at a Ben Davis Middle School, and he is going nuts. He's F-bombing people. He's, you know, we, we've got parents standing in between. And and finally, Blackford coach comes out. And this is where I don't think their story's cute. Sorry about this, Josh Thompson. I don't think it's cute at all. And the coach came out and said, you're trying to use the Bar Reeve name to intimidate the officials to make calls. <laughs> and I said, this is an eighth grade summer basketball game. I am playing my subs. I just want to leave. Well, your kids need to learn how to play. I, I said, then that, that now I'm pissed off. Right. Because you can accuse kids at Bar Eve of anything you want to do. Don't accuse them of not being schooled in how to play. And I said, I just said, you're, you, I said, you people have lost your mind in the last year. And I just said, I'm done talking to you. And I went and sat on the bench. I said, we'll start playing when this guy leaves. And he's not leaving. He's trying to fight parents. He's trying to fight um, the official. <laughs> he's, he, he's gone nuts. And finally, I got on my cell phone. And I called, I called Josh. I said, here's what's going on. Bring the bus. And we went IU versus the Russians yeah. in the fall of 1987. <laughs> and, we, and we were gone. Wow. And I, and I just thought, this is insane. So I did not find their story cute. I didn't find it cuddly. I, I, I knew, you know, the level of, of bull crap that was percolating below the surface. It is the and, home and, of the Triple X Theater. In well, I mean, Triple X Drive-In. If you, you know, that says a lot right there. 40-piecing them made me feel really good. Yeah, I bet so. I don't, you know, I can think of a WC game 
a varsity game over a decade ago where a parent came out and, and uh, you know, he swore that his kid was, you know, assaulted and he was going after everybody and, and they had to haul him out. I mean, I, I've seen that happen. My, my favorite little moment was my, my son, my Max, my, he's kind of a little stocky guy. When he was in uh, maybe about eighth grade, yeah. about, about, you know, your level, I watched him just lay, just cross check a kid from behind, uh, into a wall. And, um, I, I kind of cheered a little bit. I, I kind of <laughs> cheered a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I crazy like, sports parents can go both ways. There you go. You know, but, but seriously, it's the worst thing was it was a lady hatchet game against a, an area school in Knox County, not in the South part of the County. Um, and, and I think we discussed this either with Gretchen or with, uh, Lacey, because she was there too when when we watched that coach and a parent who was a parent of a really good player and um uh they they turned and faced each other if you know how it works in the hatchet house when you're you know at the rail yeah and and for probably five minutes or more and if you want to set a clock and see how long five minutes is it's a long time when your back is turned to the game yeah. and you are screaming at a parent and right. he's screaming at you and then i saw the two of them Go, you know, as, as the game ended, race outside. I don't know how it ended, but, I mean, it was – I get it, though. I mean, I do get it because you love your kid and you nobody wants to see their kid be mistreated in your mind. Nine times out of ten, it's not. Like I said, nine times out of ten, it's not the coach. Nine times out of ten, it's not the official. But – it's hard, man. You know, it's when, hard. When, I was trying to think. You, you said recently, and I was, tr I was trying to think how recent, but I did I, I did remember one. And it, if this was not at Forest Park, I apologize to the Rangers, but I believe that's where it was. Eighth grade girls basketball game last year. Our center, Hannah. It was at Forest Park. Okay. I, right. I, yep. So Hannah, girl drives baseline. Hannah does exactly what she's supposed to do. She slides over. The girl... What really happened was the girl's knee buckled. I don't know she blew out her ACL, yeah. whatever. The girl's knee buckled, and then just in the sheer nature of her fall, she banged into Hannah, who was moving forward at the time. It, and it looked like, if you didn't know what happened, it looked like Hannah really rocked her as she was going baseline. And, and, and to set this up, your player you're talking about is about six feet tall and a, you know, 120 pounds yeah. and as nice of a human being <laughs> and a great human being. i mean we are trying to get her to be more aggressive on the, not on the volleyball floor i think it's a, it's a thing but in basketball she was fine so anyway but she feels horrible because it even felt to her because there was contact the girl fell down the girl blew out her knee prior to that they call they have to call an ambulance the whole deal we go to the locker room um it was right near the end of the first half ended up just saying let's just wipe the first half we'll come out you know, it was probably a good 30, 45 minutes. Hannah is distraught because of, of the situation. And she doesn't even play in the second half. After the game, her father was over talking to some of the coaches. And one of the coaches, not only in front to her father, in front of the girl, says, it's not your fault. So now we're we're thinking where we're any logical human being would go. It's not your fault. These things happen. We're playing sports ball. He says, it's not your fault. That's probably the way you have been taught oh, God. To, <laughs> to play basketball. And, I, you know, and when, when Mark was telling me this, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And, and he handled it with, with the class that you would expect that he would. He just bit his tongue. And they walked out. But that's what he said in front of our player was, well, if that's the way you've been taught, that's not your fault. Like I said, we've been talking about coaches and kids and this and that. Ultimately, it starts with an attitude that a, that a parent has from pretty early on with their kids in sports. And um, it's not hard to figure out. My son told me, my who works in a golf slash uh, sporting goods store, mm -hmm. He said, U6, okay, we all know what U6 is. Mm -hmm. You know, U6 is your second year of volleyball at Bari. But nevertheless, U6 travel team out of 
somewhere in in Evansville or somewhere. Right. Okay. Matching bat bags embroidered, jerseys oh, embroidered, and caps with the with their numbers on the back of the caps. And I will almost bet you those those big long poles with the skinny signs behind the dugout with all the kids' pictures. I'd almost bet you they uh, were there too. U six. Yeah. U six. Or so maybe it's six U. Six and under. Yeah. Well, I we teased last on the last show. You know, I knew a second grade kid in Batesville that played 172 baseball games one season. Folks, if you're traveling around the country when they're when they're eight, you're gonna pay for college a long time before they get there. You're gonna pay more for that trying to get that scholarship than and, and, and you know, talking to a lot of people who've done it. And going back to volleyball, that's the thing that I'm comfortable talking about. But a lot of these parents who do all of these things, they, they kind of punch it into the calculator and say, well, here was our fee, and we had 10 weekends here, and this is the meals, and these were the flights, and this was nationals. And it's like, wait a second, <laughs> that's the first year, like, and we do this every year. Right. And, 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 you know, travel baseball, travel softball is just – it's yeah, it's that's, it, that's it, a that's a thing unto itself. And, yeah, it's becoming next level. And I know like. more than one girl right now that is alternating between travel softball and volleyball at the same time. That's running um, all over the damn Midwest. Yeah, it's I mean, and it's a financial commitment. And, Absolutely. And, and like you said, it's once you once you put put it into your TI eighty five, you're like, mm, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Graphic calculator? Speaking of calculators, if you want to use your money wisely, Travis Brett at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance is your one agent for all your insurance needs. Of course, auto, home, life, business, annuities, farm, health plans of individual and family, Medicare supplement plans, all kind of good stuff, backed by the experience that only Hoosiers provide other Hoosiers. Travis Brett, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance, 812-295-3129. My agent. God, that makes me that that just sounds good right there. He's my guy. I bet he is. Hell of a basketball player. Tried out for the Pacers during the strike. Am I wrong? I've never heard that before. Not one time. Why don't you ask him? Travis Brett tried out for the Pacers. Did uh, they want six foot white kids from Shoals? I think it was during the. I think it was during the. Um, was during the. Where did he go to Georgetown? He went to Earlham. Uh, no, I was. I meant Georgetown, Kentucky, not. George, I, I don't know. I Maybe. would. I wonder if he'd answer the phone. You know what? I you feel know what? like I need okay, this. Okay, okay. I think we need I, to I pause be, this thing right now. Be, <laughs> it could be. It was either him. Uh, I think Scott Shane was definitely one of them, also though. Who, but he fits in that same profile, doesn't he? I Scott Shane was a phenomenal player, uh, and Travis Brett was too. Oh yeah, I've heard. But but I'm saying I think Scott Shane was a NAIA. I, I, I could have you like, know all American. I'm going to take a flyer on this right now. I could We're like this is not something I'm, I'm going to live and die on. This is okay, yeah, we're, we're not going to hold you to this, but but yeah, I always no, heard that. No, we are. I am. Okay. You, you don't have. Travis, you no. there? You there? Yeah. Do you hear me? Yeah. Hey, you might. Yeah. You might going on the podcast for a second? No, that's fine. Okay, you're. I was just reading a commercial while we we're recording here, and Todd Lancaster said that during when was it during a strike? Did you try out for the Pacers? No. <laughs> Travis, did you? Uh, was there? Is there a story? I thought it might have been you. It might have been Scott Shane. It probably was. Uh, if I, I'm pretty good friends with Scott, I don't remember him trying out for the Pacers. It would have been a during um, the strike year. But he may have as athletic as he was. Uh, but it sure was the. It sure the hell wasn't me. <laughs> well, I was. Hey, reading, the I, NBA needs six foot white <laughs> jump shooters from Shoals. Everybody knows that. So I read the commercial and Todd drops that bombshell. I'm like, I'm going to take a flyer. I'm calling him. We got to find I, out the answer to this. I that's I had always heard. That's the legend. That's the legend that blows in from Shoals every once in a while. Now, I, I, I there is a funny story to that though. Um, uh, I, I knew Larry Bird's aunt very well, and she actually took me to. Larry's Fourth of July um, celebration at his house, and Larry was very cordial and everything. He was great, and we were sitting there, and his and of course his grandma's sweetheart, you know, bless her soul. She was as when Larry was working for the Pacers, and she she's like, uh, you know, they're they're needing some some players. You know, you may go talk to him about playing. <laughs> I was like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it was some version of that story that I had heard. <laughs> yeah. There was, uh, yeah, she, she, she was telling me how the Pacers were, were looking for some players and I should go talk to him. And 
And I, I said, no, nah, no, thank you. <laughs> well, it was all love. Trust me on this one. You can listen. It was all love. So should, oh, I, no, no. should I hit the breaking news that <laughs> Travis Brett did not try out for the Pacers? <laughs> hey, what, what good stuff's going on? I, I was just uh, doing your commercial auto home life business annuities. What, what's going on good at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance? Uh, everything's good right now. Uh, we got good, real good competitive rates. Um, life insurance has been really well going well for us this year. Um, got some new discounts out for, uh, our policy holders got new health insurance that our members are, are really taking advantage of, uh, saving them some money. So what about, yeah, new, going well. what about new drivers with last name DeCourcy? Are we in on, on any of those discounts? Maxed out on those discounts. <laughs> Maxed out. Hashtag my agent, Travis Brett. There you go. Hey, Travis, good talking to you, buddy. All right, thanks. Have, have right. a good one, guys. Okay, See take ya. care. Well, there you go. You never know what's going to happen on the B3 Listen, pod. listen, I don't mind being corrected. I don't mind correcting that. That's a story that's been in the ether. I think I that's love corrected. It. It's, I mean, we're, we're arbiters of truth here. Arbiters of truth. I love the fact that you thought that. I think that's incredible. I'm glad we could fight. But you know, I the story got told about the Larry Bird picnic. And that's where that came from. It may, that may very well have been where from. You know, it got passed down and passed down and all of a sudden. Well, well, let me jump back on track. Okay. You know, you know, I'm never wrong except for just shortly ago when I was. Right. That that one time. I can look at the volleyball schedule. I can look at the basketball schedule. I can look at and pretty much sort everything out right down to the end. There may be moments when, uh, you know, when, when you lose a semi-state game or somebody is upset on a last-second shot, you know, that happens. Right. But of the kids that I've seen play, I could identify most of them in third or fourth grade as they're going to be really good. Right. And I'm not wrong very often. Yeah. And they're not the kids that, that are generally pouring the money. They have some physical ability, some physical gifts, you know what I mean? There's just some, or they're seven foot tall. That helps. Um, you know, whatever it is, they're going to make it. I, I interviewed the new, this is breaking news. Hit the breaking news. Oh, yeah, button. absolutely. We'll get right back to that. Get the interns on that. Okay, you're going to be seeing in your Times Herald shortly that I interviewed Austin Moody, the new coach of the Washington Post 121 Legion team. Okay. Okay, I did just interview him today. Austin is a kid I watched grow up from uh, pre T-ball, yeah, all the way to Division Two at Indi- at, um, at USI. He was always the best athlete on the field, right? Always. He didn't spend a whole lot of money on camps. He didn't spend a whole lot of money on you know, even uh, bats and equipment and you know that stuff that dads are pumping, uh, pumping into their mm-hmm. kids. Um, he just happened to be the best athlete, the fastest kid, you know, the best hand-eye coordination out there. And that's a big part of it is, is once parents recognize that your little chubby kid is not going to be, that he's going to be blocking for Austin Moody, not necessarily, you know, running with him. And it's just, it, you know, when that happens, it's a great relief for a parent. Yeah. Well, this is where I wish our friend Mike Wagner was here tonight because I, I think he's got the uh, the mother of all, you know, crazy parent stories. and, and uh, Coach stays, yeah, I play. I, I mean, it's like we talked about. When, when, when you're the lead story on the news, not on the, not on the sports. <laughs> yeah, know? right. Yeah. But when you're the lead story on the news, yeah, you know, is, is it? And maybe that's where Wag figured it out and said, you know what? screw this noise. I'm going to retire and be done and live my life and enjoy my grandkids and, and, and screw it. And, and he talked about that. Um, not, I wouldn't say in great detail. And if you go through the archives and find his, his episode when he kind of went through his career, but that was, a for lack of a better term, that was a mob scene. <laughs> Todd and I, we set, we set at that sectional championship game together and you know, I, I would have considered Lagodi an, 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 I mean, now that I like DraftKings a lot, I mean, I, 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 I'd say Lagodi minus one and a half. I mean, that's what it was. And North Davies had a great shot or a great start to that game. And, and I don't, I don't need to name the, the kid. I love, I love the kid who missed a shot. He's a phenomenal person, 
But you know, Connor Whitmer had a layup to win the sectional at the buzzer, and short armed it, and he missed yeah, it. Right. And and he's kind of a cousin of yours, isn't he? I uh, am probably with Amber. Yeah. yeah. But no, he, he just they missed the layup, and Connor had a great game that game. Um, and and to think everything happened, you know, that spring because of. You know, one little putback and everything's completely different. And 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 you and you just got to see. And I'm not picking on Lagodi. It's it it happens a lot of places. Luke Zeller misses that shot. Uh, um, trouble, trouble in River City. Yeah, you yeah. know. I must say this. Now we're <laughs> talking fans more than parents, but but there the sh- behavior is very similar. I'm not sure there shouldn't be in that particular game. I I, st- I think I've told this on the air before. Matter of fact, I think I may have told it when Luke was on the show, but. When when uh, Plymouth Plymouth yeah Plymouth. when Plymouth was making that comeback, and Dave Omer calls timeout with a veteran team, I expected him to boys, you know, I expected this. Sit down, we're fine. Blah, blah. He was screaming at everybody and pointing in their face and going crazy. And I'm like, man, calm down. You know, calm your kids. They're turning the ball over like crazy right now. So, but yes. If that ball doesn't go, it's history's history changes, different. and I I don't know, I don't know how Washington does for the next couple of years because yeah. that you know that monkey on your back just grew into King Kong, you know has that if that shot doesn't get made. Right. Let me ask you this, Mike. Uh, we're not, I'm not uh, we're not looking to throw Barry Viking fans yeah, under the bus no, by throw, any means. Throw us under. If if that ball goes in in sectional sixty three, in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Josh got some heat, right? It's, I mean, there was heat <laughs> regardless yeah. of the average win. It was, it was, uh, you know, it was scratch and claw and bottle. I mean, it was, I mean, yeah, it was. And, 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 and the it, funny thing, these are the best stories of high school basketball, too. The close games, yeah. the missed shot, the made shot. Yeah. And, and, you know, heat's different. I mean, you know, with, I, you know the your your school board and your administration they but you know it's i don't know it it and that's that's the long term perspective i think so many people should have is is legitimately you know we went in 24 hours and and played a you know our worst game to maybe our best yeah, i mean it's right. <laughs> and it's you know it's the same, pretty much the same group you rolled out the night before and and uh yeah i mean you know, I, I I heard some of that. Josh heard some of that. I've I've heard it, you know, countless times over the years in different things, and it's almost always in boys basketball. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's take a break, and we'll shift and maybe tell some stories on ourselves here. But let's talk about great Mexican cuisine in the Odin, Indiana area, and of course that is Casa Sevilla with that fantastic menu that they've got, 100 Northwest Street in Odin, 812-636-2000. What a menu they got. All your Mexican favorites, baked potatoes, all kinds of specials, and, of course, those big frozen margaritas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. We have a baked potatoes? Oh, they have big... Tell, tell me about this. Big stuffed baked potatoes. Really? Yes. What do they stuff it with? Anything you want. I know there's a barbecue that I, I know my wife got one time. Really? Yeah, I can't tell you exactly. Well, I've heard that like three times in a row, and I'm like, I, I've got to inquire about yeah. this. Big stuffed. I mean, they are great big potatoes, and they are stuffed. I think I think there's a taco. There's a barbecue. Okay. Kind of cool things. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm partial you're to... a baked potato fan, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Todd, I'm guessing you're a baked potato fan. <laughs> He likes starches. I have a going out know, I, have a, I have a healthy relationship with baked potatoes. <laughs> well, you know where you can get a Casa Sevilla in Odin. I, I was pulling up here. I think the baked potatoes are on the menu. We're going to extend this commercial as I. I that's fine. I I'm going to tell you. I, I ate there a couple of weeks ago, and I had a had a student recommend the. Uh, they call it the wet quesadilla, but basically it's a it's your typical quesadilla with cheese. Oh, it was phenomenal. Absolutely terrific. Awesome. I can't find it right now, but anyway. Just go eat at Casa Sevilla. You won't be disappointed. Amen. And get a big old margarita, and they can, of course, cater your events. 812-636-2000, Casa Sevilla, the house, as Blake says, of flavor. But it's, it's the house with flavor. With flavor. And you may even see Blake Barkhart there. You know what? If you do, don't be afraid to go up and ask him. Just just ask him. Ask him if he's having a margarita, if his wife's having a margarita. Uh, it probably, probably are. Good chance. I'll tell a story on myself when I was a jackass dad. Uh, we were in Batesville, Indiana. I still don't think I'm technically wrong, but 
We were in Batesville, Sam's eighth grade year, and uh, Sam is is not Hagen net by any means, but Sam could play some basketball, mm-hmm. and uh, I had coached against a lot of the kids that they kept on the team. Um, cut Sam. A couple of kids couldn't even dribble with their left hand, and the ec- explanation that, that he was given was we were keeping the fastest kids, which is great <laughs> for a track team. But um, anyway – so he gets cut, and of course he's devastated. And 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 uh, we had uh, the assist. Well, it was the head coach, the head varsity coach that did the cutting, which I've discussed my feelings of Aaron Garrett on the program before. And but the eighth grade coach called me and said, "I hear you're upset." And I said, "You goddamn right, I'm upset." And I explained to him why I was upset. And I said, "And I'll tell you what." And, and I'm not proud of this by any means because I've never, I don't know that I've ever talked to a coach like this before, but I said, uh, there's five kids that you cut and I have a gorilla goal in my driveway. If you would like to bring your team down and I will take those five kids, give me one week and we will play you in my driveway anytime you want to play. Not proud of this, but I did it. That was me. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I was warned by an official at, at Jasper Holy Family. When, when Dylan was a fifth grade volleyball player, uh, the ceiling there, as Todd can tell you, I don't. You've probably played junior high games there. Mm-hmm. It was very low, and the rule is if the ball hits the ceiling, the uh, the play is dead. And uh, Dylan's little pop serve, I mean, putting her whole might into it, uh, was going to go over the net. Was going to be fine. It hit the ceiling first, and I. I said, you've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> I said, you're going to penalize a fifth-grade girl because the ball hit the ceiling. Because of bad architecture. Because of bad architecture. Fifth-grade girl. Yeah. Fifth-grade girl. And I just kept saying it. Fifth-grade girl. And Amber's, she, shut up. Shut, Mike, shut. And now she's, you know, she's put, shut up. You, you know, and, and finally, you know, the lady turned around and said, one more word. And, That's it. Uh, <laughs> God. Yeah, I... I you you never realize how uh, how ridiculous you are until you to, yell at a fifth grade official while you're a parent. Yeah, well, I yelled at a seventh grade basketball coach um, at over at our friends in Knox County, a certain dentist that was coaching girls basketball over there. That the year prior in the sixth grade had his starter still in and pressing us up forty five in the fourth quarter. So the next year, uh, the seventh grade year, and I was on the bench and we. Um, we decided we're at least going to make them shoot over us. We're going to try not to get beat by 30. We've got two of our players are playing their first game of their life. So we sit back in a 2-3 zone. Well, he decides he wants to be Jack Butcher. Seventh grade girls basketball, and he has his point guard put it on her hip. And listen, Jeff Wickersham, our coach, is one of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. And I said, Jeff, I'm going to take over here for just a few minutes. And I did the old Brian Hughes trick, and our guards would step out, and I stomped my foot and pointed back it up. Back, back up. And we stood there. And he yells down to me, like, come out and play us, and we'll play. And I, I didn't say anything. I didn't take the bait. And finally, I looked down there. I was like, you realize this is seventh-grade girls basketball, right? <laughs> And he said, well, then let's play basketball. I said, I tell you what, you're up 12. You Last year at this time, you were up by 40. I'm counting this as a win, and we're going to stand right here. And that's what we did. <laughs> I, You know, I've never yelled at a fourth-grade basketball coach, but I have yelled at a fifth-grade. Um, actually, I was yelling at my daughter. I was calling her dinosaur arms. <laughs> like... Like, like T-Rex? Like T-Rex. Okay. Little right. tiny dinosaur I didn't arms. know if there was a dinosaur out there that had long arms. I didn't I, know. You know what? Then then she wasn't. Yeah. She, would, she, would, she would have been a better rebounder. My <laughs> like, daughter wouldn't rebound. Like Todd reaching for the check after dinner one night. Yeah. But, <clears> but <throat> I, you know, I kept screaming, and I get the looks from the coach, and I'm, you know, it was like, it's my kid. I can say what the hell I want. But, and that never goes well. No, no, it just really no. never does. It and doesn't. I, now, I do have an official ninth gra- freshman ball, Pike Central, mm. the superintendent's office gym. You know what I'm talking about? The old Petersburg gym. Old yep. Petersburg gym. It's my hood. <laughs> An area, well-known area official. 45 seconds into the game, uh, Washington kid goes up, makes a layup. He calls the charge on the way down Okay. after making the bucket. And I used his first name. 
Because mm-hmm. you're supposed to do that, right, with officials? I think it's highly recommended. They always say use their first name <laughs> so they know that, you know, you're not saying something about their partner, right. about them. Yeah. And their orientation doesn't matter with partner or whatever. It, that it, isn't. Oh, you meet their, okay. The other official. Nevertheless, I, I might, I just said, you know, so-and-so, you're better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the dad who's sitting next to me just... <gasps> Does that make sense now? Time out. I might, I might have a. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. There, there was an escort situation out of the Barry Little League one night. But go ahead. But nevertheless, he got on them, and I was the one the guy started screaming at that I had to leave, and I just said, "You aren't big enough. You aren't big enough." Oh God. <laughs> but I mean, these things happen, and and like, and as I said early on. Parents are generally good people. They just want the best for their kids. But those blinders that you talk about. Sometimes it overshadows. Right. right. I was dead wrong, even for the first little comment, because your four bucks doesn't allow you to say what you want to this old man running up and down the floor. There was a situation in Batesville, sixth grade football, that I coached that I was dead right and then ended up being dead wrong. But uh, the only time I've ever been asked to leave a game as a coach. And we had scored a touchdown against Greensburg. And I look, we're going for a two-point conversion. Our quarterback, we, we run a, a, a little fake one way, and he goes, he keeps it. Naked reverse. Way. Yeah, basically. And um, we, we get stopped. What looks like we didn't get stopped, but they said no good. But the official is at about the 20-yard line. My question was, now I will say this, this official has a very big reputation in the area for being very confrontational. Our first game of the season, the same guy, because what they do is they start in first grade football and you play game after game after game until you get to the sixth grade we play last. First game of the year, a game, not this one. When I walk out for the the coin toss, he says, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to keep your mouth shut. I've heard it from you Batesville people all day. I'm like, dude, we're really excited about our first game here. Like, I'll be okay. And I was. But in this game, he calls that no good from the 20-yard line. My question is, of course, very politely, how in the living can you make that call from the 20-yard line? So I don't get too loud. I kind of let it go. His partner comes over and and kind of said something that, and he said, well, he just calls it like that. So I said, how do you call? I don't, I I physically don't know how you make that call from the 20 yard line. And I probably got a little bit too loud because I wanted him to hear me. And he did. And then he looks over and from the midfield starts yelling back at me. And I said, I just don't understand. Go through my whole thing again. Well, there comes the flag. And not only does he throw it towards me, he throws it at me Uh and it hits me in the leg. Now, by this time, I've lost my mind. I, you know, me being a rational coach and leader of sixth grade men is gone. I bend over to do what? Do you think? Throw the flag. I'm throwing back the son him. of a bitch back at him, and then he, <laughs> right, correct. And then he throws. He he says, "Don't you touch that." And I say something else, and I get another one, and get another. Anyway, my son still laughs. We kicked off from the ten by the time all this is over. But so it's all done. So I'm calmed down. I'm realizing, Brian, you're making this about you. Stop this right now. And he said, one more word from you, and you're out of here. I, and I literally, no joke, I said, okay. That was the word. <laughs> he throws me out of the game. It's really, it's really just initials, isn't it? Oh, my no God. So anyway, but great part of the story, he was banned from the league forever. Well, so they took my side. You know, I don't want to go back to youth football when my son was in the fourth grade, my oldest son. But we were playing Vincennes. <laughs> I see a common theme. Um, and uh, it was late in the game, and this poor official hired by the Y, you know, guy wasn't good. But, yeah. You know, it's okay. He's trying. Yeah. He's trying. They The Vincennes coach, and this was in the paper, so you can probably even find it somewhere. Yeah. Um, started yelling at him while a parent got behind him on his knees. And then the coach pushed him over the guy. You know, <laughs> like something out of the Three Stooges. Absolutely oh, true. I was, no. God, it would have been would have been when my son was a fourth grader. My oldest one, he's 25 now, so you can do the math. Oh, it, was, it was Halloween night. And, uh, 
and then I can remember then, but I also remember the the Washington youth coach getting the ball and punting it back, you know, sixty yards in the other direction oh, after no. not liking a call. We had a we had a uh, another little league story was we had a scorekeeper who refused to put down our runs. We finally had to get both sides together with their scorebooks because he. He didn't agree with the call. Therefore, he didn't uh, you're agree jogging memories here. You need to stop talking. Sorry. Sorry. 2008. <laughs> My first year at Bar Eve. We are playing in a junior high basketball tournament at VU. Sorry for telling you to stop talking, but this is phenomenal. That's all right. And he did it a lot nicer than a lot hurt. This is this is Jacob Bledsoe, Mark's yep. son, now Dr. Jacob Bledsoe, Connor Sorrells, state champion. And we are playing Terre Haute North. This is a we have a good group. Terre Haute North is a little bigger and a little better at the time. And basically what they had people do is one team, you know, you guys are familiar with, with this. One team keeps the book, one team keeps the scoreboard. Yep. Terre Haute North had nobody that wanted to do either. I'm not even coaching in this game. I'm coaching the grade below. Coach Hughes is coaching the older kids. And because I'm right. He'll have them the next year. Right. So so I'm doing both. Oh, and my God. and my mode becomes I'm gonna get the score down in the book first. Before I that way. Right. If there's a question on the scoreboard, we just refer back to the book. And I mean, I'm telling you, three or four times, I am slow. I am slow getting points out. By the way, I've never done both, and I would always volunteer to do the book. I will not do the scoreboard because <laughs> the one time I did, I get to watch in the game, and the people are yelling clock and everything. Else. Oh, so, so to do both. I can't in a nice way, too. Yeah. Clock! Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So we, we, we end up losing this game by, you know, eight or, eight or ten points. I don't remember what it was. But th this dad becomes increasingly volatile. And this guy is big, and he looks like a combination of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Bill Goldberg. And I mean, wow. he, he so is a little bit like me. He's bald. He's got a goatee. He looks the opposite of you, Todd. <laughs> and, and he is getting louder and louder. And finally, midway through the second half, I just, I'd had enough. Is I, there my, my, my inner Pike County, my white trash, you know, predisposition. And I looked and I just said, you know, if 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 any of you jack wagons had volunteered to do what they wanted you to do, right. we wouldn't be having this problem. So if you want it, come over here and do it. Please do it. So of course he threatened to murder me. All right, <laughs> and he could have the way so, you're describing so, it. So so anyhow, I looked at him and I hit him with the line of the century, and I, I've since found out this is a felony. But I said, you that's a really bold thing to say to a state police officer. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm so okay I basically <laughs> called myself a state police officer. Stole, he, what do they call it? Stolen valor? Stolen valor, <laughs> yes. Mark Bledsoe is sitting right beside me. Officer Mark yeah, Bledsoe. Right. And he said, oh, dear God, you just didn't. So I do that right in front of Bledsoe. And after the game, we're sit, you know, our kids are sitting in a huddle. And this guy walks past and you know we've kind of got the hallway occupied and you know what I, I said hey guys scoot, scoot back to the wall and he said excuse me guy this guy walks through excuse me guys excuse me excuse me officer and he, <laughs> <laughs> you asked mark bledsoe that is a a true oh i love that true story, story. Okay. yes let's let's have one more eighth grade basketball story mike in the junior high gym at washington i don't want to tell this story but I'm going to let you tell it okay. because he's your friend. Okay. Do I need to say any more? No, keep going. No, I, I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't. What are you talking about? Uh, the wrong way play. Oh. Am I wrong? Be better, Todd. Nope, I can't be, be better. better. I can't until be this has been until this has been. You know, we're putting it out there publicly right here, right now. That's the founder of Indiana Elite. You realize that, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, bud. Here's what happened. Hatchets had a pretty good eighth grade team. I think they beat Mike DeCourcy's team a couple times that year too. No. Once, well, well, just once, just once, just once during the season. Who won in high school? I'm not done with. We're not going there. Sorry, this I'm is not about Barry. You're, you're making me be nasty. Oh, really? All I know is this: 
Hatchets have a pretty good team. Okay. They're down by 20 at the half. Gotcha. Okay? They are a little disgruntled and, you know, mulling about. They come back out onto the floor, and the coach of Bloomington South's what, 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 what is their actual title? The Panthers. No, I mean, they weren't Panthers, though. They were something else. It was Bloomington South, or they had a name for uh, that tr- team. Try and, there was, no, there was Jackson Creek Middle School. That's okay. who they were. That's who they so were. St. Charles and Jackson Creek, that's when they redshirt their kids and get well, together. We need, yeah, we need that history lesson. Um, but my point is... <laughs> did I just get drilled by Todd for talking <laughs> too much? Jeez, the freaking... <laughs> God. My whole point is, this guy... Who's a friend of DeCourcy's? A doctor. Yeah. A learned doctor. A learned dentist. Because he's not really a doctor. Oh, like Joe Biden's wife. Carry wow. On. You, Carry on. You anti-dentite. <laughs> Here's what it comes down to. He opens up the next half running the wrong way play. Uh-huh. Where their kids all line up, you know, back on the defensive end. Yeah. The Washington kids go, you know, to guard them except for one kid who breaks to the other basket, which is where the play actually was, yeah. and makes the bucket up 20. <laughs> up 20. Did that put him up 20 or did it put him up 20? Put him up 22. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and let me tell you what. I wasn't polite. No, you weren't. In fact, you know what? I've not moved on. No, you haven't. Because this <laughs> I, guy I can tell. came down and, and, and I invited you to dinner. The night of the Bloomington South game this year, and you wanted nothing to do with he's it. Still, years later, he's still hot about it. Yeah, the wrong way play. We had. Uh, I a, was the bad parent, and I'm damn proud of it. A fantastic <laughs> basketball coach that we've mentioned in this show told me about. Uh, I'm sure you heard this story about the little league game or uh, travel game last week when close game coming down the stretch last inning and the other team conveniently forgot to hit their number ten and went straight to the top of the order. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man, that's that's convenient. Yeah. yeah, isn't that nice? And they, hey, you know, had to dig through the school uh, scorebook and finally prove it. But, uh, hey, and, uh, and that reminded me, in Batesville, listen to this one. We're Olivia's softball game, we're playing, and it's two Batesville teams. It's a Batesville league. And and the, the lady that was coaching the other team ended up becoming friends with her. But we have a deal where I think we're up a run, whatever. And, um, or maybe we down. It was close last inning girl that can't walk and chew gum, let alone hit a softball, um, finally makes contact. And I forget the exact situation, whatever it was, we ended up letting her stay on base, whatever. Yeah. That coach then proceeds to have her steal on the throw from the catcher back to the pitcher. <laughs> At every base, and then a pass ball, and she scores. I'm like, what are we doing here? We let her stay on base. Uh, but anyway, oh, and then real quick, my last story, uh, the Dusty Rhodes thing I, te- I teased. Um, probably the, the closest I've ever come to getting in a physical altercation over a youth sports game. We were in Evansville. Sam was in second grade, whatever, maybe third grade. And we're playing a team. We're playing for Holy Rosary. The He's playing for Good Shepherd or whatever. We're all memorial feeders, right? So we're we're all together. We're on the same team, technically. We will be. And we've got this kid that was really large kid, learning how to play football, trying to get him to be aggressive. Well, I didn't see it. Evidently, as the play went, this kid was evidently dropping elbows, Dusty Rhodes style. Bionic elbows. Yeah, like he yeah, he knocks a kid down, evidently he's dropping elbows. I never saw it. I honestly didn't see it. He comes off the field. And we we're noticing he's blocking better, so we're like, "Hey, good job." That's it, you know. In the parking lot after the game, one of the coaches is in, I, in my face, like I like my brother is now holding me back because we're about to we're about to go, and he's yelling at me. I don't even know what he's talking about, and he's like, "And you're congratulating." And then his dad comes up and gets in my face. You're encouraging this. I heard you tell that player, "Good job." I said. I didn't even, I didn't know what he did. And he keeps going. And then I drop the old man. I'm about to whip your ass. Just like I'm going to whip your sons. If you guys don't, all you had to do. And then I'm going to whip the kid's ass. All you had to do was maybe, I don't know. We're all on the same team here. Maybe come over and tell us. We didn't see it. And, but that we, yeah, we we just about went to blows. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't work that way. And that's what we've established right here. Whether you're a parent, 
a coach, somebody, a referee, an official, whoever it is, decency rarely ever, you know, rears its ugly head. And uh, we, we, go to the, the, we go to the ugly place. And we go to the ugly place because we are trying to put in what God left out. You know, and we are trying to do that with equipment, with money, with screaming, with, with everything. That's what we do. We try to put in what God left out in our nine-year-old. And the majority of the parents are good. The majority of fans are, are good. But this yep. was an opportunity to talk about some of the crazy stuff yep. that we've seen. Now, I will say this, and I don't mean this in a mean way. There's, Tell me this. Tell me, I mean, agree or disagree with this, Mike. I'm not friends with anybody my kids ever played sports with. Maybe they're not friends with me. But there's only one person who I see on a regular basis, you know what I mean, and who yeah. I'm friendly with as a human being. Um, none of them are people who I see through any of my kids' sports and youth sports and high school and whatever. Yeah. Um, when the kids are gone, the relationship is over. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, Mike, I don't know. Is that, is that something that you see, not see? Well, you know – I can only speak for our angle and, and our angle is, and we're not perfect. And as I've hopefully demonstrated, I'm, I've been guilty of some of the things too, but, um, well, they may just, but, 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 but but no, one of the things that we we've tried to do is, is, is we keep the circle pretty small and pretty tight. And, um, and if you're in the circle and, and something happens, then man, something's really went sideways. And cause you know, like I said, it, most people don't, <laughs> the the confrontation is not what you seek it's not it's not fun and do you think it's getting worse yeah or? i think it's getting worse yes and I, so, social media has made it yes right 100 percent. Uh, did you see the did you see the social media post about the indiana girls all-stars oh, about, no. playing was about playing time yeah you know it, and i it seems like i talk about her a lot but it, when amber was an indian all-star they had 12 players not 14 and um i think she started the second game not the first but both games she played you know, 10 or 12 minutes and scored four points, six right. points. And she talked about how it's the greatest athletic honor of her lifetime. And now it's, you know, I, I saw Coach Holt put something out on Facebook and, you know, Coach Thompson, they asked him and, and um, you know, w was there any minutes restrictions and blah, blah, blah. And, and um, you know, now it's, it's to a situation where, you know, there, there's got to be guaranteed minutes and, and I asked Amber, I said, was, was it that way? And she's like, no. That, yeah. And, you know, even at the highest levels, we've we've hit this. And these people are <laughs> getting ready to play Division One college yeah, athletics. Right. I mean, I can, tell you, I can tell you a shift from Luke Zeller signing to um, Cody's. That's not a, a long period of time. That's six years. Six yeah. years. Right. Um, I think we did Cody's. I mean, I'm sorry, we did Luke's. I could be wrong, but I think we did it in the athletic office. Yeah. Yeah. With, Radio station, one TV from Evansville, you know, and a couple of print people. Yeah, and Aerosmith um, played and, Cody's, right? <laughs> that's very funny, but it's not far from the truth. Lead singer of Aerosmith is is Tiger Woods' uh, mistress. Okay. Inside I, joke I between me yet. and Brino. Yes. Uh, oh, I, I get that joke. Oh, wait, I, I texted, Come on. It, texted it to you, too. Um, but the next step up was um, Tyler's, and we had it in the back room at uh, Ponderosa. And I mean, there were more cameras, right, and there were right, more right. people, yeah. and then then was uh, Cody's. They had to have you know like a like a lottery system to get into the Hatchet House to see that there were there were something like eighty media credentials yeah. there that day, wow. and that's just six years. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, that's the birth of social media, right there. Did you see? You came to the Golf Regional. Did you see the sign that was on the on the door? Um, because, you know, we talked about it last week about no carts and yes. I thought it was smart, you know, which I, I, I said, I, I agree with Trey not having carts and he listed just to, to further, you know, stop any arguments about it. He listed the reasons why. And Time was, <laughs> go ahead. Yes, I did get a cart just for the record. <laughs> Our principal was ejected oh, yeah. from the course because he didn't, <laughs> he didn't Doyle, know. Doyle didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, threatening physical altercations on on Country Oak staff, on rules officials, uh, hateful voicemails and threatening emails, and um, people scalping the 
come in, you know, stay all night, get 12 carts, and then go sell them for 200 bucks in the parking lot. And so, you know, folks, you, you kind of you reap what you sow. Mad, mad props from one of my favorite officials, Trey Miller. I mean, that, that was a... That was a fun day last week, and it, what, what a what a well we're in. Yeah, it was regional and just really good. A lot, a lot of fun out here it, that day. You know, it was, and um, he was right about the carts. Now, had somebody advanced and I'd gone up to the state finals, and they wouldn't give me a media cart, then I'd probably be screaming and yelling myself because I'm, I'm not that I don't I'm not a quality person. <laughs> That's an understatement. I know that, but I recognize it. But we can all, if we don't get anything out, out of this last 59 minutes, is we can strive to be quality people as parents, coaches, fans. Um, just keep it under control. You know, one final thing for me is I watched the Cubs-Cardinal game last night. Did you That's, watch that? What a segue. I was what, just going to bring What that. a beer snake. I was actually going to uh, Oh, who didn't love up? the beer snake? <laughs> well, but, I would say the best fans in baseball, if I'm just guessing. Yes, they didn't we didn't like make it. that beer snake the right way. Yeah. But unwritten, you know, I saw, I, I was thinking about this coming up, and I was thinking about things, and I didn't want to come across as that tired old man, which I am. Um, Carl's made a couple of silly errors in that game, uh, booted a couple of balls, but they did it the right way. Yeah, what is the right way? The cardinal way. Thank you. Okay, but really, what I was was thinking to myself was, you know. And I asked my son, and I asked a couple of other kids here, people. I said, have you ever taken a, uh, an Indian rubber ball to recess and, you know what I mean, played with the Indian rubber baseball? Because it was something to be said, even a terrible athlete, terrible baseball player like I was. I had decent hands because every day at recess, somebody would throw you 50 ground balls yeah. off of asphalt with you know, one of these hard rubber balls. Right, yeah. And Max said, he said, have a baseball at recess. He said, we would play football, and we were, had to use an imaginary football. Like they'd run plays with no football. <laughs> and even that was a problem. But I, I, I thought, you know, maybe there is. Uh, kids are more athletic. Absolutely. They're, they've had better training, better this and that. But I don't know if they've taken that many reps. I don't know if they've taken the same number of reps as kids. I don't think they threw balls off of walls. You know what I mean? A thousand times before five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, I can tell you for sure that's almost to a player. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, they, when do you? How often do you see uh, just a pickup baseball game? You know, and, and we're talking about baseball. Yeah. You know, what I mean, right. I mean, basketball just a pick in, in Indiana. Yes, still a little bit, right? But gosh, we go down to the park in Bridgeport, Illinois, and play all day. You know. So yeah. I mean I'm and like I said the, I mean this is the card I'm not picking on the Cardinals I'm 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 not that guy I am I know you are but um that's why I brought up the story that you told me to tell I will say this and I, I put it on social media the Friday at bat by Anthony Rizzo got me back into brought, baseball brought you back I, I I that was I had just turned on the game on the Amazon Alexa I was in the kitchen and, and listening to it and you could just feel that crowd. And as each pitch and each foul ball, and then and Pat even said it. He said, "If he homers here, this place is going to lose their mind." And by God, that's exactly what happened. Are they? Um, yes. Are they? You know, I watched the game last night, and I've not watched a lot of the Cubs this year. That's still a pretty potent lineup. Well, I, I, I maybe Brian Ogan. I, I think it's how you win right now, and that is, can you get it to the sixth inning? Your bullpen can lock you down. Can you play enough small ball? And yeah. then you've got enough thump in there to – a two-run homer can completely change everything. Absolutely. And I I, I, I just I, – I guess I didn't realize how big of a – my enjoyment of baseball was a crowd. But last year I was just completely uninterested. It was hard. And it didn't help that the Chicago Cubs could not score could a score. run to save their life. Boy, it's fun when your team's scoring. I don't care who it is. You know, it was a big difference. I mean, as people know, I'm a hockey fan. Um I don't think they've got fans in Canada yet. Oh, you know, okay. because they've. Yeah, What's and, that, a boot? Well, that was, you were just. Two yeah. weeks in a row, a boot and, has been used. And Fuego. But, um, you know, and there was a very different feel during the American the American playoff, Stanley Cup playoff games and the Canadian Stanley Cup playoff games. Um, you know, I, 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 listen, we all want to save lives. We all want to save lives. But 
I think at some point we just have to decide that we're going to sacrifice a few people just to get some fans back in the stands. Yeah. Is let's see here to, here. Uh, is it? I think it's over though, right? I I, I think California's mask mandate ends. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I believe. It, Obviously, Chicago had full house at Wrigley all weekend. I think over in might, Montgomery. I think, it, I think it, over in Washington. It was over That's in Montgomery last June. Not at my house. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, what else? What else do we need to say? Oh, um, speaking of, because of uh, Todd going on that hockey rant that he just went on, we are out of time. Um, we're over an hour, and unfortunately, we are going to have to bump Coach Gene Miller. And I know he wanted to talk about the Hatchet Summer plans, and we will try to get to that next week. I actually won't be here next week, so maybe Blake can schedule the and time neither, a little better. Yeah, uh, maybe Tyler and Blake, and, and they can schedule their time a little better and, and work Coach Miller in. But anyway, we apologize to him. We had to send him on his way, and then the, the interns. I don't think got too much gruff from, it, from him, but uh, we'll, we'll try again. We're, we hate to bump him. and and uh, But, you know, it is what it is. What else, guys? Any big plans? I think you got it, bud. I think you got it. All right. Well, um, be better as coaches, fans, players, sports parents, writers, sports writers, all we, media all, people. All we missed was a couch this last hour. This was therapeutic. Thank you. It felt good telling some of those stories on myself. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it. Even Todd likes me. <laughs> and to wrap up next week, I know Blake's going to be here. and He's going to get a band of the guys together. And then we are going to take July off. The um, IHSAA moratorium um, has extended for a full month for podcasts, unfortunately. So <laughs> we're going to we're gonna take the month of July off. And then we'll be back as we get ready for high school fall sports. And, you know, we'll cover all of that to the best of our abilities. And we'll probably talk about music and movies and all kind of other things. But. Anyway, on behalf of all the boys, you are listening to the Birdies Bourbon and Basketball Podcast. Tell him we'll try. Yeah, tell him we'll try to get him on next week. I promise we're going to try. I know it's like. 16 or 17 weeks, but we're trying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tell him we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs>